Digital marketing seems to be the mystery that most entrepreneurs struggle with, and real estate investors are no exception. The truth is, there are multiple avenues to success. Those experiences will be best shared by the guests on this podcast. My name is Jason Wright, and I would like to welcome you to Real Estate Investor Marketing Stories. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here, bringing you episode number 29 of the podcast. Today, I've got a pretty cool guest. I'll share a story about that guest here in a bit. But before we jump into that, I'll tell you a bit about my personal journey that's unfolding here. So by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure it's already happened. But I'm recording this in early August 2023. I'm headed back to Indiana in a couple of days. And flying in there alone, no pets, no family. And I've been tasked with finishing selling, purging, kind of staging that house, getting it listed and trying to sell it by owner. And then I've got to get another U-Haul and pull another vehicle 940 miles back down to Georgia. So it's kind of like wave number two. Man, it's a lot. Not looking forward to it at all. Not looking forward to it at all. But what's interesting is whether it's life or business, we'll all have to deal with things we're not looking forward to, right? So... You know, if the water's cold and you dip your toe in and you're like, man, that sucks. I've kind of found the best way to deal with this is just jump in. (laughs) Jump in and get it over with because there's no avoiding it. So that is what we will do. And I'm sure that'll turn into another adventure in of itself. All right. So today's guest is Tom Dunkel. I met Tom or I got to spend time with him a couple months ago down in Cabo, San Lucas, Mexico for uh, the Capital Collective mastermind in paradise retreat and i just got invited down to add some value and uh, do a little speaking and i'm not in the group per se but nice to talk to him break some bread with him face to face really good dude and i I say things like that often but i don't ever say it about undeserving people so really good guy tom is the chief investment officer of a company called belrose storage group uh, honestly, since that meeting in Cabo with him, when I think self-storage, I think Tom. So it's, he's done a really good job, probably inadvertently kind of cementing himself in my mind as the guy. But him and his team are uh, solely focused on self-storage. He's got 27 years of a combined experience between real estate, finance, and investing. So really knows his niche and his lane really well. Uh, when he's not doing real estate or not doing stuff related to business. Uh, He does enjoy golfing, hiking, and playing the guitar. I also enjoy those things, but I have a guitar I don't know how to play, but I still have it. So let's check out the conversation that I had with Tom and look forward to you getting some great value out of it. Um, Tom, welcome to the show, man. Glad you're here. Hey, Jason. Great to be with you, bud. Appreciate the invite. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear about your journey, how you got started with real estate investing. Yeah, it's, it's a journey, all right. I started out in uh, corporate America after business school, was doing, you know, mergers and acquisitions and, you know, climbing, you know, clawing, scraping up the uh, corporate ladder and had a great experience there, met, met some amazing people. And so I think it gave me a, a really solid foundation. I'm a finance nerd by training. So, you know, I'd run all the spreadsheets and all that stuff. That was sort of how I got started. And so for what I'm doing today in you know, real estate investing, I mean, that's really the core of it, right? I mean, you got to, run your numbers and your due diligence and, you know, your sensitivity analysis and, you know, check out, you know, make sure that your projections make sense and, and all that stuff. But, you know, around about April, 2006, 
I got fired from my corporate job and it was a blessing in disguise because it, it was the kick in the pants that I needed to, to really go out and do what I think I am meant to do, which is be a real estate entrepreneur. So all of a sudden, you know, blink of the eye, that's 17 years ago. And so I lived through the crash. I uh, got my butt whooped there pretty good the first few years after, you know, leaving the corporate a nest, had to really test my mettle. And I got crushed there pretty good, but I was determined to stick it out. I did not want to go back to corporate America. So I knew I was either certifiably insane or I was in fact an entrepreneur. So been doing things in and around real estate ever since then. And it's been a really fun journey. I learned a lot, met some amazing people along the way. And I'm really excited now where we're at with here with Bell Rose Storage Group. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a great space right now. We've intentionally built our team and our systems and our processes and stuff. And so we're really excited about where we are right now with, with storage in particular. Beautiful. And I, I think I've told you this face-to-face, -face, but congrats on being an entrepreneur for that long because so many people, man, the amount of folks that have disappeared, um, mm -hmm. it's just unbelievable. So it's got to really be made for it. It's definitely not for everybody. So congrats on that. Uh, I was just thinking about this when you were talking. So being kind of a numbers guy, uh, does that allow you to kind of take the emotion out of a deal and go, it either makes sense or it doesn't from the data? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm certainly the one here at Bellrose Storage Group kind of banging that drum on a deal-to-deal -deal basis. Like, you know, it's a competitive market. It's a challenging market. You know, we have changes in the debt uh, world. We have, you know, equity investors that are, you know, in a quandary right now. They don't know whether to move into alternative assets or stay put or whatever. So, you know, when you mush all that together into a financial model, yeah, I mean, you got to look at where the, what the numbers are telling you. And so I'm always the one here like, hey, guys, you know, I know we really want to build the company and buy these things, but have you thought about ABC, XYZ? And so, you know, I usually get some frowns and uh, I'm sure people are probably flipping me the bird under the <laughs> here and there. But, but hey, you know, we got to look out for our investors ultimately is uh, is really what we're doing and uh, why we do such a, a deep dive on our underwriting and we do the sensitivity analysis and we do the stress testing and all that because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're out there trying to protect our investors more so than, you know, looking to hit a home run. Yep. That's good. I like it. Curious to what you have to say about this. So this week specifically, I've had three different people in the industry say, man, I feel like things are starting to turn around, not only from a deal perspective, but kind of as far as investor confidence. Are you seeing the same thing? Hmm. That's interesting. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks. We're about to go to market here for uh, for a capital raise mm -hmm. for our next deal that we're buying uh, down in Wilmington, North Carolina, and that'll be telling as to where we are, at least from the equity side. The debt folks that we've been talking to are are very cautious. You know, rates are up, scrutiny is up. <laughs> you know, the the number of questions that were being asked is probably, you know, tripled or quadrupled. Uh, you know, they're really wanting to understand us and our team and and our projections and that sort of thing. So, you know, time, time will tell. We'll, we'll have to have a, another conversation uh, down the road a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how our most recent raise goes. But uh, as a small anecdote, I did have an investor call me early this week, and he was like, Hey, I did I miss an, an offering? I thought I got an email that you guys had an offering and I was afraid I missed it. I said, I whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you're you're fine. You haven't missed it. 
it's coming out in a couple of weeks. You'll you'll have a chance to jump on it. So I don't know if that one guy is in, indicative, but uh, he's excited. So there you go. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> so I know the answer to this question, but uh, listeners may not. What asset classes and or markets do you typically focus on and why? Yeah, sure. So we found self-storage. We started hearing about it and kind of piqued our interest maybe 2017, 2018. You know, 2018, we started going to the conferences and the seminars and learning more. And we were like, wow, this could really be a great asset class for us. 2019, we joined a nationwide mastermind group in self-storage. And that's where we, you know, it really took off for us. And that's where we, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we were very intentional about building our team, getting educated before we went out and acquired our first facility in, in August of 2020. So, you know, we love storage. It's recession resistant, not proof, but it's recession resistant. Uh, it's a very safe act, asset class, uh, self-storage facilities. If you look at the data, they just do not default on their loans. So if you're looking for a safe place, we really like that. And they're high cash flowing. I mean, let's face it, it doesn't take a lot of uh, you know operating expense or, or people to run a self-storage facility. It's a, it's a metal box with a concrete floor and a roll-up door. It's not super complicated. It doesn't have to be super pretty. Just has to be clean, safe, well-lit. And all those kinds of things, and and the customers will come, and they'll stick around for a while too. So we 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 really like that. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, just from the the old logic test that I run things by, so many people don't want to let go of their stuff. You know, I told you before that yeah. we're in the process of uh, starting a big cross country move, and I'm telling my wife like this is the opportunity that I've been looking for since I met you 21 years ago to get. <laughs> of stuff because <laughs> if we don't use it or love it why would we fall at all you know what i mean so yeah yeah you know. yeah you know we we joke jason that you know there's people out there and you know god bless them they they spend thousands of dollars over a year a period of years to save hundreds of dollars of stuff that nobody wants <laughs> that data does not make sense <laughs> <laughs> right i mean Absolutely. so we're we're happy to we're happy to help them out there you go so what simple marketing strategies have kind of allowed you to attract investors into your business? Uh, investors, yeah. So that's that's been our big area of uh, focus and growth the last couple of years. We use a marketing funnel that we have out there on social media. So if you're scrolling on Facebook and you see something about learning the secrets of self-storage investing, you know that might be the, the top of our funnel. So we have a, a lot of folks click into there. And then over the years, we've built up a uh, an email, well, a database. And so we email through Active Campaign to, to hit those folks. Also doing the podcast tour, which is why, and why I'm here today. So I've been on, I don't know, 40 plus podcasts over the last year or so. And nice. and uh, so that's been great. And it, it definitely has helped to drive traffic to our investor portal where folks sign up and that's where they get to see our offerings and such. So and then, of course, there's you know, the, the warm folks who we maybe they've invested with us over the years before we even got into self-storage. You know, that's just a matter of just a phone call from time to time. Hey, how, how are things going? What are you seeing out there? You know, how are the kids? You know, because a lot of them, you know, have gotten to be friendly with yep. over the years. And for the local folks, hey, you want to join up for coffee or, you know, that sort of thing. So, so we're kind of coming at it from a lot of different angles. I like it. Nice, 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 nice. What would you say, kind of throwing you a curveball here, but I don't think you'll mind. What would you say is the biggest mistake or the biggest regret you've had with your marketing so far? 
You know, that is a great question because as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm kind of the, the finance guy and the and the spreadsheet jockey. And so, you know, all this marketing stuff is really new to me. So, you know, as we organized the company and we, we got very uh, intentional about how the company was organized about a year and a half ago, you know, the beginning of 2022. And so with that, I was put in charge of all of our capital servicing. And so with that is you know, the marketing and started learning about cold outreach and not just, you know, starting with our little small group of friends, you know, warm friends and family, because that group is going to get exhausted real quick uh, with, with our growth goals. So I guess my regret is not bringing in help earlier on. You can see the book over my shoulder here. I should have learned from that, you know, who, not how. But I will tell you, I had a great interview with a uh, with a potential candidate yesterday that I think could be a, a really great addition to our team as a as a marketing director. I think you know before Jason, I don't. I, it was the kind of situation where I don't think I knew. It's like you know you don't know what you don't know kind of thing. And now I'm into it far enough now that I know what I don't know. <laughs> so now I'm going to go and get the help to uh, help us get all these different assets optimized, right? The funnel, the email campaigns, the events, the gifting program, you know, just all that stuff. Get Just have somebody focused on that all day, every day uh, that's going to do a much better job than than I can do. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. Yeah, I, and I was building, so I've had this business almost eight years. The first two and a half years, all I did was social media. I was good at getting attention. I had no idea what to do with it. So mm -hmm. I came in here one day, very frustrated. When is this business of yours going to make it <laughs> do anything? And I couldn't answer the question. Oh, yeah. Like, all right. So I had to start like working backwards and, and I figured it out, but I, I just didn't have a funnel. I just had traffic and that was it. And once it started to work for me, I started to go, oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's yeah. Just building relationships like real life, but digitally. So, you know, we all kind of go through the process differently. And what was ironic is like I was already helping clients with marketing, kind of the architecture side, but I didn't really understand the strategy that came later. And then once that clicked, I was like, oh, this makes sense now. So, yeah, it's an interesting journey for us all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my uh, business partner, Joe, we've been business partners 13 years. And when we were first getting started, he, he tells this story. You know, he had his office down in the basement of their house. So his wife would stand at the top of the stairs and in the basement, like, and she would yell down, you know, what are you doing down there? <laughs> right? Like early on when we were just trying to figure stuff out. So, yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Been there. Been there. Done that, Jason. <laughs> Very cool. Can you share a story about your journey that you've never shared on another podcast or never shared publicly? That can be about anything that you want to. Most guests will resonate with something funny. Once in a while, it's a different angle, but it's whatever you want. Okay. Wow, that's a tough one, Jason, that I've never shared. I mean, like I said, I've been on a lot of podcasts. Well, unfortunately, my mind didn't go to the funny side. It went to the <laughs> other side. Whatever, man. But, I mean, look, when you're in a journey like this, I mean, and like I said, I as soon as I started out, here I was, right, you know, MBA, I, I was on this nice trajectory corporate life. And then I just, I, you know, I got really pummeled those first few years and it, it was really hard. Here I am having to, you know, look at my young kids back then, you know, my kids were like four and two, you know, my wife was you know, burdened with keeping the W2 income going while I was chasing this crazy dream kind of thing. And man, that was really hard and uh, got dark from time to time. Just like, what am I doing? And 
So yeah, it was, it was, it was really difficult. And, you know, I'm glad I persevered. I don't really know why I persevered other than, you know, just, I guess, just seeing that, that there was a better way in the future for me to live and for me to be the dad and the husband that I wanted to be and be the provider that I wanted to be. Cause I, I couldn't see that in the corporate world. I couldn't see the end game. I, 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 you know, I, it just didn't ever come into focus for me. And and then when I did leave corporate America, even though it was abrupt, I wouldn't recommend anyone do that to come up with a plan before you leave your W-2. Yeah, I think it was very hard, but I could also see that there was a, a much better future. Yeah, I appreciate that. Nice and open. Let me ask you this. Was it worth it looking back? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. That's what we do with people. That's why we do it because the journey will grind your mind up and torture your soul, but you will reach a point where you go, corporate could have never provided this opportunity, could never provide this income, this time freedom. So you say exactly, see what you got. So beautiful. Exactly. Um, All right. Uh, So let's say you had a conversation today at lunch, the brand new capital raisers. Tom, I want to get in this game. What advice would you give them about their marketing? Just starting out. Uh, well, the first thing I'd tell them is don't quit your W-2 yet. <laughs> really good advice. <laughs> yeah, as far as marketing, you know, I quickly, Jason, as I, you know, was kind of tasked and, and my area of accountability became you know, capital raising and, and, and the associated marketing with it. I quickly became a big fan of, of cold outreach. And so to me, because that, you know, we're still working on it. We're still getting it together and learning. But to me, that was like a mind-blowing thing. Like, wow, you know, I don't have to just go to coffee with this guy and hope he refers me to that guy who's going to refer me to that guy at lunch and this guy at golf or whatever. You know, you can cast this bigger net. And if your messaging is strong and you've got your your core values and you've got your team and you've got your company purpose, you kind of have those yeah, because people, investors like to see that stuff, right? They like to see that it's not just, you know, it's not just Tom. It's Tom at Bellrose Storage Group. And we've got this whole great team, right? And we've got the core values. We have the structures. We have the systems. And all of that funnels into our marketing, which, you know, we talk about a lot in our podcasts and in our posts on social media. And you know, we talk about our core values and that sort of thing. So I think it helps people get to know you, even though they're cold, they can get to know you real quick. And I've had people talk to me like I've been their buddy for five, 10 years. And it's the first time I'm talking to them Yeah, because of that, you know, that messaging and the education and the nurturing and the giving, giving, giving. So do you guys do a lot with video on social? You know, I wish we did more. We do some, but I, I want to do more uh, for sure. Yeah. Like sometimes like I'll be out for a hike or something and I'll just start thinking about some things. I was like, yeah, you know, I should share that. So I'll just do like a selfie video as I'm walking through the woods. And I don't know, people seem to like that. Uh, You know, just keep it short, you know, 60, 75 seconds, just something off the top of my head that I'm thinking about. And just, I think that transparency, that sharing, that, you know, just giving is, I think people really like that. So I think video is a great vehicle for that. And I'd like to do more. Yeah, people really appreciate authentic and raw, you know, as opposed to mm-hmm. corporate buttoned up because nobody, nobody's like that in their home life. Even Fortune 100 CEOs go home, <laughs> they're just normal people. So that's good. Right. All right. So we are recording this in June, about halfway through the year in 2023. What are you most focused on for the rest of this year in business? 
Sure. So I'm tasked with building our uh, our investor database so and nurturing and educating that. So as far as what I'm looking to do is just get our internal systems and processes to the point and, and the team to the point where, you know, we're we're really humming and and you know, we have these great marketing assets and we're we're optimizing them, we're leveraging them, we're growing, all those kinds of things. So for me personally, I don't I'm sure there's people out there with much bigger aspirations, but you know, for me, at the end of this year, I would like to be able to raise five million bucks without breaking a sweat for our self storage deals. And that, you know, that's so that puts us at about a fifteen million dollar acquisition. That's a that's a nice size acquisition for for self storage. I know you know multifamily guys are out there doing bigger things, but this is our lane, and we like our lane. We like our niche. Uh, it's working for us. So that that's what I'm looking to do. So it's upon me, Jason, as a as a leader here. You know, like as I mentioned earlier, I had a great interview with someone. So you know, got to build the team. Yep. Got to bring in the right assets and internal team and external team, right? And just because we, I can't do it myself, I gotta, I gotta bring in, uh, bring in the experts to, to help out. Yeah, so well said. I mean, the the team is, you know, you have one bad egg or one weak link, it can just screw up everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, our team's unique. I work with, oh boy, eight eight women, no guys at all, and they're all super loyal. No, got strong personalities. So if we bring somebody new in that somebody doesn't like, they don't stick around long, which is great, but. The team is so loyal uh, and it doesn't happen overnight that we would all do anything for each other. So it's, it's a beautiful thing, but you know, it, sometimes you, you have to hire a couple of times. It doesn't work out, but when you get the good ones that stick around, your, your goal yeah. is to make sure they never leave. So don't give them a reason. Absolutely. Yep. Got to get those eight players. They pay, they pay for themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody watching or listening, if they want to learn more about your, what you're up to, how can they do so? Sure. So I'm Tom Dunkel. I'm the Chief Investment Officer here at Bellrose Storage Group. Uh, you can find us at bellrosestoragegroup.com. And I invite folks to go there. We have a free ebook resource on our uh, homepage there. It's a due diligence checklist, which will help you as a new investor or maybe even as a seasoned investor. Just make sure you're asking the right questions when you're evaluating a new alternative investment opportunity. Because really, Jason, at the end of the day, that's, that's what I'm passionate about is helping people who are just stuck in their traditional, you know, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, you know, they're living in that very volatile world and, you know, not really seeing a clear path to their financial freedom. I think just helping those folks take a step into alternative investments, which just to get on my soapbox for one quick second, Jason, I mean, come on, is real estate an alternative investment? Give me a break. You know, real estate, lending, you know, gold, those have all been around since biblical times. You know what? It's an alternative investment. Stocks, options, you know, mutual, those are all derivative investments, right? So Wall Street has brainwashed us over the years to think that they're normal and we're weird, but we're not. We are the, (laughs) we're right and they're wrong. So anyway, so we, again, just want people to take that step because I, I made the step and it's been life-changing for me and my family. So uh, I just want people to get out there and be able to, to ask the right questions because it is daunting, right? Where do you start? Yeah. Uh, so we developed a checklist. It's called the SAFE Checklist, S-A-F-E. It's an acronym. S is for sponsor. You got to ask all the questions of the sponsor. A is for asset. What is the asset you're investing in? F or the financials, what are all the financial questions you should be asking? And E 
is exit. What are the, you know, how are you going to get out of this thing? You can't go to Schwab.com and click, click, click and sell your position in a Bellrose self-storage deal, unfortunately. So that's the resource. I invite folks to find it on our webpage, BellroseStorageGroup.com. Awesome, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun for me. Thank you so much for coming on. You got it, Jason. Great to be with you. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the show. I had a great time making it, and I hope you really enjoyed yourself listening to it. If you want to keep up with all things Real Estate Investor Marketing Stories podcast related, I encourage you strongly to go to reimarketingstories.com and signing up for our podcast newsletter. We will simply keep you up to date with what's going on with the show, new episodes, and things like that. reimarketingstories.com So hopefully today's episode and the other episodes that you'll listen to will remind you that as a real estate investor, everybody starts at the beginning, okay? Um, Our guest today and the other guests that you will hear on this show will share their real story, right? They'll tell you what worked, what didn't work. And I want you to remember one thing if you remember nothing else today. It's possible for you to, okay? Never stop going and keep following your passion. Finally, today's show has been brought to you by CapitalRaisingAutomations.com. If you're an active capital raiser, you are ready to learn the three areas that are holding you back from raising more capital, I strongly suggest you check out CapitalRaisingAutomations.com. Check out our free 10-minute video there, and you let me know if it doesn't provide you value. I'm sure it will. All right, thanks again for listening to the show this week. Hope to see you next time. Take care.